Matthew 28 1-10. Did you feel the tremors? Did you hear the earthquake? Recently, I heard an excellent talk on the composition of Bach's St. John's Passion, and the priest noted, that while Bach had more or less remained faithful to John, he had borrowed a couple of lines from Matthew, not necessarily the most theological, one of them being the earthquake at the death of Jesus, which John doesn't mention. Musicians like earthquakes. But it actually has some theological import as well. Matthew's passion narrative takes us through a roller coaster of emotions and through the liturgy we get to live this out for ourselves. Easter is a tornado of grace unleashed on us, but our hearts have to be prepared to receive it. We are desensitized by our sins, by the violence which surrounds us. And so, through Lent, we take on different penances to face our own poverty, and through Holy Week, this experience intensifies. From the triumphal entry on Palm Sunday, the intimacy of the upper room at Maundy Thursday, we live with Jesus in His passion as it increases to a screeching crescendo of pain, injustice, and horror till it finally crushes Jesus to His death on the cross on Good Friday, as He expires with a loud cry, what was happening more or less in silence now bursts forth upon the earth with tremendous effect, the earthquakes, rocks are split, graves are opened, the veil of the temple is torn in two from top to bottom. Then, just as suddenly as it began, it stops. We are left with a ghastly silence, the silence of Holy Saturday. It is, in one sense the lowest place we find ourselves in is the Church. What meaning does the Church have, do our lives have without Jesus? We killed our Lord by our violence, our own sins. We have to sit with that emptiness, waiting, there is nothing to do, we simply have to wait with our pain, though behind the scenes every church is a hub of activity, preparing for the vigil. And this is not dissimilar to what happened the first Easter. The tomb has been sealed, the wicked have triumphed all hope seems lost, the guards keep watch, but in the darkness and silence, even before his bodily rising, Christ has descended into the underworld in spirit, he has robbed Satan of his power, and started releasing the captives who were waiting for the Messiah. Matthew notes simply the first light that breaks out early that first Sunday. Nothing great, just a couple of rays of light. But the first light means the darkness, which covered everything on Friday has already ended. And almost as abruptly as the crescendo ended, it begins again, there is another earthquake, the shaking of the underworld is bound to cause some tremors, as an angel-like lightning, descends from heaven to roll away the stone. Except that its divine prisoner has already departed in silence, the angel simply shows them the empty tomb. This is no surprise to the angel. That the Son of God could be killed filled all heaven with bewilderment and horror, but that He would rise was no surprise. We on the other hand, being so desensitized to evil, just shake our heads and move on. We are surprised by life arising amidst death. And He tells the women, matter-of-factly dash He is not here, He is risen, as He said, come see the place. The angel is like, I see you never believed Him, but go now to Galilee, while I wait for the other non-believers who will come running here. When the angel appears, the guards fall down like dead men. Who are these guards? They are the ones who enforce the lies of the establishment, ones who make sure the old order prevails. When you run a world on lies, you need violence to enforce it. And our efforts are too small, too weak to destroy these guards. But the angel of the Lord can. Come Sunday, their time is up. When the angel appears, they fall down dead. Now the women are instructed, and they are free to go to Galilee. Why Galilee? because it is the boundaries of the Jewish world. Now they can go beyond where they have never dreamt of going. Jesus has already gone before them and there is something new awaiting. As we arrive at the Easter Vigil, as I've already mentioned, this vigil is to do with our life. This is not an event from 2,000 years ago, it is happening now. Here we can encounter the power of the risen Christ. And the first effect of Christ's rising is that the guards in our life fall down dead. What are these guards? These are the people, 
things, events which rule us and have power over us. You have to name them. You think you're doing very well only to see your school bully from 20 years ago and you start shaking. There is this constant worry about all kinds of things which immobilize you. You are ruled by fears. This person I cannot forgive, this sadness which occupies so much of my life. You cannot go forward. And your life feels like a long holy Saturday. Everything seems dead and nothing happening. But the Lord has been working. Over the triduum, Jesus the Risen One, has already gone into the underworld and started shaking its foundations, driving out every infernal spirit that is keeping you captive. Maybe there is just a ray of light in the otherwise thick darkness, but it is a ray of light, and it means that the sun has already started breaking through and the power of darkness is fading away. Before you know it, there will be an earthquake which will destroy these guards. And in the liturgy, Christ greets you, rejoice, as He greeted the women. It was the messianic greeting that Israel had waited to hear for hundreds of years. Now, it sounded loud and clear, now it comes to you. This night has the power to change lives, did you hear the exultet? The sanctifying power of this night dispels wickedness, washes faults away, restores innocence to the fallen, joy to mourners, fosters concord and brings down the mighty. When nothing seems to change, this greeting of Christ comes to you in the Eucharist. Rejoice! Christ has conquered. If you respond, Lord I believe, I trust you, this word can start transforming your life. This is not play-acting. It is the power of the Risen One who speaks across time. And if you hear Him, you know it is only a matter of time. You can have hope. Your deliverance is at hand. He has gone before you to Galilee, to the edges of your world, and beyond. He has a plan for you, a future full of hope. And He is taking you to a new place where you can take this hope to others. Rejoice! Christ is risen. Alleluia, Alleluia. Thank you.